Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm chatting all about how yoga has transformed my life. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. We are on to Peaceful Power Practice number seven of eight. So we're almost there. We're at the home stretch of the eight principles that I like to frame my training around. So today is actually an Ayurvedic tradition, um, with that being yoga. And I'm going to chat a little bit, not just about yoga in general, um, but I want to chat yoga, how it personally has impacted my life. Because I think just chatting about yoga, I believe I've done a podcast where I broke down different styles of yoga. So today I really want to chat about just the difference and um, why you guys might want to develop a practice yourself because of the difference that I've seen and I never thought I'd become this person. Um, So this might resonate with some of you who also might be thinking, well, I'm not really a yoga person. I thought the same thing. So I'm going to kind of start there. As when I started training, I started training now over 10 years ago and uh, I didn't really do much yoga didn't really have any options for yoga. I was kind of intrigued by it. Um, when I worked at a fitness camp right after I graduated from college, I actually did some yoga at one of my roommates that taught at this fitness camp was a teacher. So I thought, hey, I go to her class. When I went to the class, I realized I was quite inflexible. There were football guys there that were <laughs> way more flexible than I was. So that was my first eye-opening, like, wow, yoga is a little bit more intense than I thought it was. I thought it was just kind of sitting there and just stretching. Um, and it that's kind of my first introduction, as most people are. Like, that's what you think it is, probably, if you're not familiar. And that's kind of where I thought, okay, well, I really need to work on this flexibility piece because I'm a little behind the curve. So when I came home from that, um, you know, I trained for a few more years and then I decided to get certified in PAYO. So if anyone's familiar with that, um, it's the Pilates yoga um, combination cardio moves that you might've seen on infomercials with Shalene Johnson. So I actually got certified in that. Um, I don't know. I did teach. I was like, did I ever teach with that? I did teach um, at a rec center, I taught that class for probably about a year and a half. Um, people really liked it. I had to use the cheat sheet where it came with the form cause I couldn't remember the routine and it was not intuitive in the sense of yoga. Like it was mostly like, I'm here for a good workout, not necessarily for the mental space and for the clarity of that. It was more, I want to get my sweat on. I want to get my lifting in my cardio in a little bit of dance, a little bit of flexibility all in one class. So that was kind of my first, okay, I can do this. Like this isn't bad. Then I kind of evolved from there. I actually started going to a class at my local lifetime. So I moved again. And when I moved this time to a new apartment, I was right across the street from a lifetime. So I joined and they had a yoga class every Tuesday evening. I believe it was right after I got done from training, I could go over to class and take um, this instructor's class. Now I noticed this class was not very full. It was a Hatha yoga class on Tuesdays. And then occasionally I would go to her vinyasa class on Wednesdays. And I just noticed, you know, not many people would come back week after week. It was me and a few regulars. And, um, I was like, I don't know why she's amazing. I thought she was amazing. She is amazing. But when I went to a different, um, teacher's class, I noticed that their classes were full. And I also noticed, oh, this yoga is a lot different than the, you know, class that Sheila, her name was Sheila was teaching me. And, um, this instructor, the other instructor started yelling and saying, you can do more, get lower during your chaturanga. 
and I am just like, wow, this is not what I want. Like I can do this in my own workout. I need a little bit of space. I need some mental clarity. I want to hold these poses and challenge myself a little bit more like I was doing during the Hatha class with Sheila. So that was my first eye-opening. Okay, there is different styles of yoga and there is different purposes of yoga. And that's pretty much where I left it. I knew the names of poses. I knew this a little bit of Sanskrit, um, which is like the um, terms that you might go to a class where you're like Virabhadrasana 1, where that might be like, whoa, what is that? Those type of terms that they might say occasionally. Um, And that was about all I knew. And so I I knew I liked it. And so I went to a heated yoga class. So we have a local um, heated yoga studio here. And I went to that a few times and realized I hated it. I did not like the over 100 degree rooms. Um, That was not for me. I already am a sweater. And going to that just made me just dripping. I was sliding all over my mat. I couldn't like get out of my head because I was so worried about falling. Um, I couldn't really deepen my practice because again, I was so worried about you know, am I going to slide off my mat? I'm sweating too much. Do I smell? And so all of those things that come up where that's not yoga. So it kind of was out of my own head. And, um, you know, I decided, okay, this isn't for me. And then I then, um, went to a class where you were lifting weights and doing yoga with a friend, hated that. Um, and I realized I did not want to combine my weightlifting and my yoga into one practice. So for me, they're two very separate things. And so I, um, again, I wasn't getting the strength I needed from lifting two to three pound dumbbells and I wasn't getting the yoga, just kind of getting, you know, the mental piece where I could just relax. I wasn't getting that out of those lifting, um, cardio combo classes. So that was my first, okay, I've tried a few different classes. I'm sorting kind of these things out and putting them into boxes in terms of what do I like to do? What do I not like to do? Um, And I think some of us, we get, we stop at the, I don't like it after you've tried one thing. So if you were like me, I mean, you could have stopped the very first class you went to and like, I don't, it's not for me. Well, I challenge you right now to kind of keep going. Cause as you've seen, I just tried, you know, like probably 10, 10 to 15 different styles, different classes, different studios, teachers before I found what I really enjoyed doing. So then I, um, went on vacation with my now, he was my boyfriend at the time, but now husband, um, this would have been going on three years ago. Now we went to North Carolina up into the mountains and I happened to stumble upon this amazing yoga studio and, um, Blue Moon Elise is the name in case anyone's over in the Murphy, North Carolina area. And this yoga teacher, she came late to class. Like she slid in just in time. You know, again, she hadn't met me. I was there on vacation. Clearly, I was the only out-of-towner because it's a small town. And, um, you know, she didn't have time to quite greet me. And so she just quick hi and got into class. Now, during class, I was like, wow, this teacher is amazing. You know, we were packed in there with like probably 15, 16 local people plus myself. And um, it was a brilliant class, everything that I like to practice. And now with Rachel, her name is... um, she really started going deep into some of the principles of yoga, which I did not know, like the yamas and the niyamas. And I was kind of intrigued. I'm like, I don't know what these are, but I like that she's bringing them up in class. So now I'm starting to get a little bit more of the spiritual, I don't want to say spiritual because then people are going to think it's a religion. It's not really, but it's just kind of the, um, I don't know, just the aspects that make it yoga. So when we think yoga, we sometimes think of it more in the Western philosophy of it's a workout when it's just so much more than that. There's so much more, 
um, like do no harm, you know, they have these rules and principles. And so learning some of those, I got even more intrigued. Now I got on her email list because I talked to her after class. She did some hands-on adjustments to me during class. And she said she usually never does that to new students, but she's like, I just have this sense that you do something with your body. Like you seem very aware of how to move your body. And I was like, yep, you know, you're right. I'm a personal trainer and I've been practicing yoga the last few years. So we got to chatting. I joined her email list. And then, you know, fast forward a few months, I saw she was going to Costa Rica with uh, a retreat. So I emailed her back and I said, I want in, I want to go on this retreat. Now, mind you, I've never been out of the country. Like I have not at that time, I hadn't been anywhere. I'd never been on a yoga retreat. I still am kind of new to practicing yoga at that point. So I had said, I want to go. And um, I decided to go to Costa Rica with her. So did one of my clients. Um, And so both of us went. And it was, for me, it was life-changing, but not necessarily the way that you think it is. So sometimes when you go to yoga retreats, people are like, oh, it was so life-changing. I had so many eye-opening moments. And I had some, but I feel like they didn't become eye-opening moments until probably a year later. Like it took a while for these moments to sink in. Um, actually probably not a year, probably six months. So it was sort of fast, but you know, it wasn't like an instant I got home and I really wanted to do something or I knew what I wanted out of my life. It was more, okay, that was a really cool experience. I'm so glad I got to go to Costa Rica. I had a ton of fun. I met some awesome people and that was what I thought I got out of it. And then, um, six months later, I'm like, I just have this call to become a yoga teacher. I had no idea why. I just, I was like, I I need to do this. I want to do this. I want to learn more. And so I signed up for a yoga teacher training. I had Googled, like I literally just Googled in Minneapolis, where are the yoga teacher trainings? The first one that popped up, I clicked on it. It had an open house, I think the next day. So I signed up for the free open house to learn more about the program. I signed up on the spot um, to join the teacher program. Like I literally called my husband and I was like, I'm going to do this. And he was like, uh, uh, okay, I, I guess go ahead. And it was a nine month commitment. So it wasn't like it was a weekend thing. It was a nine month, um, every Friday from, I think it was like 10 until two plus you had intensives that you had to go to an hour and a half intensives weekly. And you had to go to four, two hour workshops plus a yoga teacher, um, training where they would bring in someone from outside of the studio for a weekend. So it was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of hours there and it was a big commitment. And I really just was like, nope, this is what I'm being called to do. So I did it. And then when I'm in class, I was like, wow, I kind of started comparing myself. Like, is this, am I yoga enough? Like, am I, um, am I the right person to be here? Cause some of the people, um, weren't, maybe they were dressed differently than me. They dressed more yoga in my world. When you think of someone who's into yoga, you might think of certain dress and that's how people would dress. And I was like, wow, you know, I feel maybe I'm out of touch with this because I do have that fitness background. So I'm not necessarily just in, you know, my yoga clothes. Then I'm like, wow, I feel like maybe I don't know enough. You know, of course, anatomy, I got that down. I, you know, that was, that was my, one of my favorites because I love anatomy. Um, And then I really enjoyed learning about like the yamas, the niyamas and learning some of this stuff. And I just was like, wow, there's, I didn't know any of this even existed really before I took this teacher training. And that actually opened my eyes into so much more about what yoga is. And it has deepened my own practice because of it. Because I'm not going to yoga class anymore thinking, hey, I'm going to get a good workout. I'm thinking, hey, I just need this time for me. 
and whatever comes about comes about. So a lot of the times it's my grounding. It's my, hey, I can practice this maybe away from the house in terms of actually going to a class and experiencing that class atmosphere. Then when I come home, I am so much more grounded. I am so much more calm. Um, It really sets my week up uh, because I notice a difference if I practice or if I don't practice now. My mood is just a lot more lighter. I just feel more in tune with me from this yoga practice, which I never, I don't know if I never, I missed or I knew I felt good after class when I took it before I had some of the background. But now I think I'm doing so much better job of just letting it be and going with the flow. And as I've talked to some of my friends who are into yoga and I've met so many people, um, interviewing people on my podcast and just about taking my practice off of my mat and into my life. I think that's been the biggest thing that I've just noticed. I'm like, it doesn't have to end when we're done with our yoga practice in a traditional class setting. You know, we can practice that in our lives. How can we take a deep breath? Like if I'm going to lose it, how can I just say, nope, come back to my breath? You know, do I need a mommy timeout? Do I need to just sit, you know, stop whatever I'm doing um, and just calmly just like, you know, just exhale. Because I used to do that all the time without knowing I was really practicing yoga when I was a goalie in college for soccer. So I would sit there. I was scared um, out of my mind when I was a goalie because I never had played up until college. And um, I had to play goalie in my last, my junior and senior year of college for our um, team, our college team, just because our goalie got injured and I was the lone recruit, I guess, so to speak, from the basketball slash tennis teams that I played on. And I remember sitting in goal and thinking, um, just breathe, that song by Anna Nalik, I want to say her name is, and I would sing that to myself. And I would sit there and just kind of breathe in the good, exhale out the bad. And that would just sit there and just recite it over and over. And that would calm me as I was sitting in the goal. And I think having those little things or those little mantras, as we might call it, even during my day as a mom, as a business owner, as a wife, you know, having those mantras where I can be like, okay, step back from this. Do I want to react right away? Not necessarily. All right, let's take a nice deep breath in, exhale, and then just look or choose to see it differently. So those are some of the things that I've really been working on, and I've seen such a difference in my life from doing it. And then the biggest change, I guess, from taking that yoga teacher training and really deep diving into my yoga practice was studying Ayurveda. Like that was something I wasn't expecting. It was the same kind of hint that the yoga... um, the Costa Rica retreat kind of gave to me, it was something that I was just like, okay, um, I don't know how we're going to necessarily pay for this because it was another nine month program. And it was uh, just as expensive as my yoga teacher training. And it was in depth. It was a lot of time again. And I'm like, I want to do this. I'm feeling called to learn more about Ayurveda. And my teacher in North Carolina, she has, she practices Ayurveda and has studies it. And, um, that's kind of where I was like, okay, I'm really intrigued by this. I want to know more. And so I took her program, Kate Stillman from the Yoga Healer. Uh, It's a great program if anyone's looking for deep diving into it. Um, And that's where it's transformed everything that I've done in terms of coming back to myself again after having my son. So I think that's really where it's played the most vital role is taking this Ayurveda course was um, if I would have studied some of what I studied towards the end, 
because that's when we really got into postpartum and the care that Ayurveda should have for you or they encourage. If I would have had that um, or studied that a little bit sooner, I think that would have really transformed my first few months after having my son. Um, But being able to come back with the mental state that I am now, I really think Ayurveda has played such a huge role into that. And just the constant evolution of self and realizing that that's an okay thing. That is a normal thing. And um, just having those tools to be able to see that evolution of me and being okay with that. And um, that's something that Ayurveda, without it, I don't think I would be at where I am now. Because I think I would still be in my push, push, push. I need to figure out how to work and have my son playing in front of me at the same time. And every hour of my day has to be spent working. Otherwise I'm not being productive. You know, that was my old mindset. Whereas now I've just come to peace with what can I do right now? You know, what are the three things I need to get done today? And if I get an extra bonus one, awesome, but I don't need to, I don't have to keep pushing. If I need to stop, if I need a break, I can, you know, so that's something that I have learned is just that give, that flow, that take. When do you need to rest and honoring that and honoring your body? So that's kind of where I'm at presently with my yoga practice, with my Ayurveda practice, um, and then bringing that to my clients. I think that's the best thing that I can do is, you know, talking to you guys about it, talking to people that I see in my daily life and introducing different Ayurvedic techniques, um, you know, early lighter dinners, the um, yoga practice that I'm talking about today, um, all of these little things that, I mean, my whole peaceful power practice series, pretty much like this is stuff that I think that is beneficial to everyone to hear. And so you can take what sounds good to you and see what you want to incorporate into your life. Um, and that's the one thing that's nice about podcasts too, is you can get exposed to different things and decide, okay, I think that this could work for me and maybe I'll just listen to this, but I won't take this aspect of it. And you could find yourself like me, maybe you're introduced to it now and then years later acting on it. So that's what I have for you guys today. Um, we will be back again, um, I believe, in a couple of weeks with the final peaceful power practice. And it's a big one. Um, it is not necessarily, well, actually, it kind of is based in Ayurveda, but not fully Ayurveda. They do talk about this, um, but it's something that I have really been preaching the last few years. And I think you guys might have a um, understanding or as soon as you hear my last practice, you will definitely say, oh yeah, I hear talk about that all the time. So we will chat about why that is so important. Okay. So I will bid you adieu and until next time, go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.